0: Please listen carefully. And now, live from a commandeered radio tower in Nunya Business, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys stuck in the back half of a two person horse costume Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, we are celebrating and entering into spooky season. Mm -hmm. We decided for the whole month of October, we are going to do Monsters of the Week.
1: Our favorite.
0: So this is going to be fun. It's kind of the same, but different than what we've done before. But we're actually just going to kind of... Mikey and I just dug into the stuff about these monsters and we're just going to talk about it and have a discussion yeah, and share things. So for the first week of Spooky Season, we're going to start off with my favorite monster of them all, the werewolf. The werewolf. Yes.
1: Heck yes, werewolves. (laughs) Real quick before we get right into it. Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a Halloween nerd are you getting going into spooky season since a it is Hall- now upon us? Ooh, a
0: Halloween nerd. I really, really enjoy Halloween. I mean, when you're into like Dungeons & Dragons as a kid and stuff, mm-hmm. and before it was cool to cosplay yes. is when I was into it. It was an excuse to dress up like a knight or whatever. Or whatever. Uh, and no one looked at you crossways because it was Halloween. There you go. So you can like... Get all your LARP gear going, and no one bats an eye. Instant costume. Yeah, they're like, hey, you're a knight, right? And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> on this day only, not any other <laughs> days. Just now. So 1 to 10, though. Oh, oh, one to 10. A scale of 1 to 10. Hmm. So well, now I have to think of all the holidays. I think I like Christmas best, and then Thanksgiving, because you eat. So then I guess Halloween would probably be third on the list. Okay. But still, it's top five. So... I don't know. I I like to... I enjoy it. I don't think I go too crazy. There's people who are definitely tens. Those are the people who do their whole house up. Exactly. And have Halloween parties and stuff. But we do decorate, so... But we don't get the giant inflatables <laughs> or the, like, the No giant wacky
1: sp- waving arm, guys? The
0: spiders. So I would say if... uh I would say maybe if an average set of decorations the pumpkin and stuff is like a 5 I I kick it up we kick it up a little little more so I'd say a 7 okay Halloween nerd
1: I get it that's good sounds about right maybe 6ish 6.5 <laughs> <laughs> 6 with toppings <laughs> Makes sense. Okay. Cool. What about you? Are you super Halloween nerdy? Yeah, I like going to haunted houses. I like yeah, doing yeah, yeah. like horror movies, like mm, themed nights yeah. for horror movies, and yeah, yeah, doing like round robins on that. Uh, I love you know Halloween costumes. I love the whole vibe. So I'd probably put myself at if you're a six and a half. If we're doing halfsies, I'd eight and a half. Yeah. Or I was gonna say you're probably pushing a nine. <laughs> I just don't like to decorate too much. That's my one. Okay. Yeah. That's my one drawback. I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> I like
0: decorations are fun.
1: But so that was just to set the the groundwork. Now yeah. we're getting into your favorite. Werewolves. I
0: don't know why I always liked werewolves. I think maybe part of it is because a Native American shaman at one point in my life told me that I'm guided by the wolf spirit. Awesome. That's legit too. So, I believe her. is a female shaman.
1: So how D&D is that? <laughs> um, Did she come out of the woods like wearing a <laughs> crazy garb and just started speaking to you in real like (laughs) hushed tones no i i I must tell you something young boy stop (laughs) you have the wolf in you i've seen it
0: i don't know where i ran i don't know where i ran into her i forget i just know it happened there you go it was in a vision in a dream even better (laughs) (laughs) so we dug into like where did werewolves come from Mm -hmm. and what was your first exposure to the werewolf you think
1: First ever experience with a werewolf.
0: <laughs> you say it like they're really out there.
1: Oh, I'm not going to say no. Bigfoot's yeah. out there. Werewolves yes. aren't too far off. First werewolves, probably in a book of some sort. I couldn't tell you which book, but reading fantasy and sci-fi, you get into more of those mm-hmm. exposure to those weird creatures. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I probably came across some sort of animal transformation beast in a book. Mm-hmm. But like movie-wise, probably like Buffy the Show, yeah. Teen Wolf. Yeah. Like the silly werewolf, like late right. 80s, early 90s right. werewolf. right. Because I didn't see the horror movies until like later. Yeah. What yeah. about you, first werewolf? I mean, you know, <laughs>
0: I mean, it's just kind of in the, for me, it's just kind of in the zeitgeist. It was a standard Halloween costume, you yeah, know, yeah. vampire, Frankenstein's monster, Wolfman, ghost, you know, stuff like that. Yes. And so Wolfman was always one of them. So that was kind of there. But I think the first time I really was like, oh, this is a thing was when I got that that old Dungeons and Dragons monster manual, the Gygax one, yes, the thin one, but it had all the stuff in it. And not only did it have werewolves, it had all the other were things, like were panthers
1: and all these other were creatures. Were there dire creatures at this point, or is that what they became? Like know. a dire wolf? Cause no, isn't that I kind of, no. I don't think there were. Okay. Dire's like undead, though. Uh, anyway, that's a tangent. Yeah. So yeah, D&D Gygax for werewolves. That's awesome. Yes. You made me remember, though, speaking of all the universal classic monsters, mm-hmm. I definitely first encountered werewolves in the movie uh, Monster Squad. Oh, Monster Squad. Yeah. Hmm. Kick them in the nards. Wolfman's got <laughs> nards. I don't know. Do it anyway. Classic. And then they kick them in the nards, and it turns out Wolfman's got nards. Yes.
0: Classic. So it turns out that werewolves have been around forever, and actually werewolf literally comes from old English and means man-wolf.
1: Man-wolf.
0: So I guess were is man and wolf. That's why you can have like a
1: were-panther, man-panther. Half-man, half-panther. Right.
0: And also the other word for it, if you're a super nerd, you might know that they call them lycanthropes, Mm -hmm. and lycanthropy is the disease that werewolves
1: carry. That's it, like leprosy, but...
0: Yeah, and that comes from Greek, and that means wolf-human, Greeks, more inclusive.
1: Oh, they, they, everybody Gender talks neutral. about those crazy Greeks, yes. <laughs> they were doing it first, absolutely.
0: So basically, it's if you don't know what we're talking about, a werewolf is somebody who can change into a wolf. Yes. So they have two forms, wolf and human, and then over the ages and throughout the lore, it's changed to be different
1: forms. Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll, we'll go through as we get to it, but... There's as many as five forms in some of the lore.
1: Yeah, I can think of a couple off the top of my head.
0: This has been around since forever. There's Greek for it. The first known early sources of writings of it are from an old Roman writer, basically a noble writer. They were jacks of all trades (laughs) back then. Got to
1: make that coin, yeah.
0: So we're going back to like 27 to 66 AD. There you go. Back in the reign of the Emperor Nero. (laughs) With
1: the fiddle. Yes, I know that guy.
0: So there was this guy named Petronius. What a great name, man. You're going to love Roman
1: names.
0: (laughs) And he talked about lycanthropy. Yes. The uh, disease, the affliction that makes people able to turn into wolves. And then there was this crazy night like, geez, a thousand years later. About uh, Gervais of Tilbury. That's a night name for sure. And we're talking about, this is like 1150-ish when he was born. (laughs) So medieval times. And that guy wrote this cool book called the *Audia Imperialia, which apparently he wrote about all kinds of strange creatures in it. And the werewolves were one of them.
1: Almost like fantastic beasts and where to find them.
0: Yeah. And then like there's a quote here and he says... One thing i know to be of daily occurrence among the people of the country is of course the human destiny in such where certain men change into wolves according to the cycles of the moon
1: as his nature's want to do like he <laughs> says it like that's no big thing it's like yeah of course man's going to turn into wolf get used to it
0: uh, yes and, and so we go back it's like a thousand ish years ago 900 years ago we already had the lore mm-hmm. that it has something to do with the moon. So the cycles of the moon, the full moon, and I turn into a werewolf. That was established like 900 years ago.
1: <laughs> and the fact that it's like a curse or an affliction or a punishment. Yes. it's. I don't know. We can get into this argument now, but... Even the Greeks did it as well. There's a Zeus story where he punishes a uh, king Lycoen, as in lycanthropy. Ah, yes. And king Lycoen, he transforms him into a wolf after he tried. That king tries to feed Zeus his own son, so he says, "Nope, you're a wolf now, and I'm gonna kill your entire family." And so the Greeks were doing werewolves too, but it's like a punishment, a curse. Yes. There's a theme of werewolves where it, the transformation is voluntary or willful or like outside the moon cycle. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can get behind any of those examples. Mm. I think I'm putting a sort of like a nerd nose up at that. Like, <laughs> no, you're doing it wrong. It's got to be like a, a bad thing, like an uncontrollable unleashing of an animal.
0: Yes. And speaking of uncontrollable unleashings of animals, the thing that really got so, like Mikey said, even the ancient Greeks, they came up with lycan. That's where lycanthropy comes from. That's the root. Yep, The man who is turned into a wolf. Um, and then we get like Nero's buddy sitting there writing about it. And then we get this medieval knight writing about it. But nothing really hit until we got this guy who got caught up in the witch trial hysteria.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Salem witch trial, I know. Yeah. About.
0: I don't know. It was all the rage back then in the 15, 1600s <laughs> witch but, trials. It was a thing. Yeah. Didn't have too many books. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: mean, farming, you know. Takes a lot out of you.
0: So um, part of what what went on with the w- with the witch trials is they also were accusing people of uh, communing with wolves and riding on wolves. Oh yeah, and Okay. Along with that came the old werewolf story, and there was this sensation. It's so funny to me because this is so human, but it happened so many years ago. So we have the case of Peter Stump. Okay. In 1589. So the story made I would say, I would say worldwide, but it wasn't. It's the European world, but still,
1: I'm sure uh, they were telegraph, not telegrams at this point. Way before that, I was that. like, "Here ye, here ye!" Yeah. I don't know how they were getting it around, but they were sending pigeons with it. Like <laughs> you wouldn't believe what happened. Holy crap! So
0: this guy named Peter Stumpf, It was in. One of the countries that's around Switzerland, Germany, this is back in those times there's all these little countries that are basically provinces of Germany and Switzerland now that used to be their own countries yeah that even if I told you what it was you'd be like, okay
1: <laughs> basically uh, where we groups of people decided to be like, we're gonna all stay here
0: yes this guy was lived in the electorate of Cologne yeah, sure so I know Cologne's a city and smells nice Germany <laughs> and it smells nice too uh, but this guy, It's sketchy because stuff from back then is sketchy. We're talking about, you know, the 1580s, and this is like pirate times when, (laughs) like, we're not 100% sure of the stories, but it seems like he might have been a legitimate serial killer. But his his excuse was kind of like, no, I'm a werewolf. Interesting. So it's like, it's a curse. And by the way, his name was Peter Stump. Yeah. Because he had a stump, he was missing a hand. Oh, okay. And supposedly, one of the damning evidence <laughs> was that there was a wolf going around missing a paw.
1: Oh, that that would to talk about a bummer of a coincidence. Yes, like there's an animal that happened to get caught in a trap or something, yes. or a yep. fight with another wolf, yep. lost his left paw, and some dudes walking around without his left hand. They're like, oh, it's they're the same werewolf.
0: Yes. yes, burn them. exactly.
1: That's basically crazy. that's what it
0: was. So they arrested him. They did that fun thing. If you know anything about the Salem Witch Trials, they would, they'd they torture people until they got them to admit exactly what they wanted to, yeah. which isn't a good way to get evidence out. But this guy admitted to talking to the devil, and the devil gave him these powers, and he admitted to all these murders that maybe he didn't even do.
1: That's usually where it ends up, is yeah. the devil made me do it. That's yeah. kind of what both sides are hoping for. You know?
0: Yeah, and so this is kind of cool because this is where you get into... There is a kind of little in some of werewolf lore. There is that that devil curse. The, you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Could it be Satan?
1: <laughs> you know, well, because that ties into the like communing with animals is communing yes. with the devil. Because especially certain animals like snakes, crows, wolves, they have that the bad side uh, stigma.
0: But apparently, in this guy's de- this guy's testimony, he confessed to everything and told these crazy stories. And this is like, how was this, Was this just coerced? Did they just write this down and then have him sign it? But I mean, <laughs> it's it's crazy stuff. You can tell why people went crazy. There's like, he took on the likeness of a greedy, devouring wolf, strong and mighty, with eyes great and large, which in the night sparkled like fire. A mouth great and wide, with most sharpened, cruel teeth. A huge body and mighty paws.
1: <laughs> what? Okay. Is that
0: not great? That's awesome. But unfortunately. <laughs> He is So supposedly for 25 years, this guy was killing goats and lambs and sheep and men and women and children. Crazy. And he confessed to all these killings, and he also confessed that he had relations with a succubus that was sent to him (laughs) by the devil as repayment for all the deeds he was doing.
1: That just sounds like a crazy guy trying to just throw stuff into this story. Be like, oh, yeah, and there was this lady, this devil lady.
0: This poor guy, Peter Stumpf, was put to the wheel, as they say, which they literally tied him up to a wheel.
1: Yeah, and stretched p- him out like a, yeah. like the wreck. Yep. Yeah.
0: then he was beheaded and burned. Fun. <laughs> and then as a warning against similar behavior, the local authorities erected a pole with the torture wheel on it and a figure of a wolf on it. And at the very top of the pole was his head.
1: Holy crap. Like, what's scarier at that point? Those guys are the, the monster werewolf dude. Yes. Granted, mon- uh, stump killed a whole bunch of people, so, you know. Or did he? I, I don't know. Part of me, uh, my uh, nerd brain also thinks, like, if that was now, is it somebody that's just, like, uber schizophrenic? But yeah. because they're running around in medieval times, it's just like, I can kill whatever I want. <sighs> and there's no, like, police or newspapers or any ramifications. Yeah.
0: Oh, well there were ramifications for him, that's for sure. Uh, his head is on that wheel
1: in in the like what you said town it's square. Probably, yeah. Oh, <laughs>
0: oh so good for a spooky season. But that's the first big werewolf story that a lot of people were interested in and talking about and that was is our first like major headlines major uh story that captured the imagination of people. Oh, absolutely. In the werewolf
1: Lore, and adds that whole like scary monster component behind it, especially if they're you know putting him in the town square. That's crazy. Uh The French and the French, uh, the Louisiana French, did the same sort of thing. Instead of being a serial killer or a crazy man that was out in the woods, they had the French called it a loop guru. And then because it blended with Cajun in Louisiana, mm-hmm. all the words got mixed up, and it became a rougarou. 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 But it's essentially their name for half man half wolf Mm -hmm. but they used it as a like a getting children to behave folklore kind of always a bad creature you know like if you don't eat your vegetables then the 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 loop guru is going to come out of the woods and eat you because he loves eating children
0: oh just like peter stumps was supposed to have loved eating children
1: i mean that it's crazy that all over the world like you're saying it captured the imagination you know like that's how that story persists and there's so many commonalities it's crazy
0: yeah. And so the witch trials kind of abated and then it just became part of folklore and started showing up in fiction and medieval romances. Yep. And there's this, it's kind of funny. I found out there were things called chap books. <laughs> so apparently in the 18th century, you could buy just books on the street. I got you. And they were called chap books. And they were basically the colonial version of. Because when I think of 18th century and 17th century, I think of, like, George Washington and stuff. <laughs> yep. Um, it was the colonial version of dime novels, like pulp fiction.
1: Oh, okay. Type
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all supposedly ripped from the headlines based on a true story. There you go. Type stuff. They're called semi-fictional. But it, it's so funny to me that even that long ago, they were doing that kind of based on a true story.
1: And it almost sounds like National Enquirer, like, Batboy found in cave, wolfman eats children. Yes. (laughs) Here's the weekly tale of the wolfman, half man, half wolf, that'll scare the pants off you.
0: So it it just persisted in books and stuff. But then what really kicks off all this stuff, every single time we're going to talk about the monsters, other than if we talk about Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster, that was a book. Mary yes. Shelley's book a creation that 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 thing took the world by storm so there's there and then Dracula also showed up in a book but for the wolf man yes it really was cinema that oh. catapulted werewolves into the zeitgeist absolutely so we looked back and we found what the actual first werewolf movie was and it's a movie called the werewolf <laughs> from 1913 and the reason why you might not have heard about it or might not know about it is because it doesn't exist anymore. It's lost to
1: time. It's
0: lost. It's gone. All they have is the movie poster. That's it. So therefore, they only have one frame. And then or maybe that might even just be a photograph
1: for the poster. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Like a, or a painted, like, produced yeah. art back at the time because mm-hmm. it's 1913. Yeah, that's like painted movie poster yeah. time, you know? But
0: apparently, it was about a Native American woman who was a werewolf.
1: Oh, like the, the Navajo Skinwalkers, yes. what they yeah. call their yeah, yeah, werewolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: something like that. So no one knows really what it was about other than that.
1: That's crazy. Did, do we know how it was lost?
0: There was a 1924 fire at Universal Studios.
1: Oh, they did have, because uh, Universal Studios, I think they just had that fire recently or for the music, um, but... I forgot they had that huge fire and lost like the whole like Silver Age or whatever. Yeah, they they lost a
0: lot of silent movies back then. Universal Studios did. And it has something to do with that cellulose that the film was made. It was like super flammable.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like you expose it to weird kind of air and it's like, all right, gonna catch on fire. Yes. But if it was a silent movie, that means there were probably like title cards and text cards. I'm sure. I mean, no one knows. I want to see that werewolf movie where he's like, oh no, he is transforming. What, what they
0: do know is is that in that movie, they know, and then there was another movie in 1925 called Wolf Blood. The werewolves were basically, they'd do the thing where the person would be there and then they'd jump cut or the person would walk behind a wall and uh, then yeah. a husky dog or something would come out. <laughs> and they'd be like, there's the werewolf. Heck, back then, yeah. they might have actually been <laughs> using a wolf. Yeah, it's like, hey, I got a, I got a wolf in the circus. We'll just rent it, him for the yeah, week. Yeah, I know. You said, it, you go, hey, I got a wolf in the circus. <laughs> yeah. We'll just run for a week,
1: just you know, yeah. say, hey. just make sure you feed them before the scenes, otherwise, <laughs> they're getting a little feisty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, no rules, there was no rules back then. It, uh, but the first feature film to portray an anthropomorphic werewolf was Werewolf of London in
1: 1935. The, oh, wait,
0: not I, to be confused, yeah, okay,
1: you're confusing me <laughs> with
0: American Werewolf in London. Yes, it was just called Werewolf in London, okay. Werewolf in London's interesting because it established the canon that the werewolf always kills the thing he loves the most.
1: Yeah, that's kind of Hollywood monster. Yeah. You know, they, there's usually a woman or a girl or some sort of innocent connection. It's like, no, I've, cre- I've, I've destroyed it, the thing I love. So the
0: main werewolf in that was a London scientist, but that movie really wasn't a hit. It really didn't hit, but it did lead up to and built the lore a little bit and the thing that did hit is something that everyone should know. And if you don't, pause the podcast and go and watch it. It's 1941's <laughs> The Wolfman. Yes. This is the classic Universal Studios Wolfman that you see when people think of basic Old-fashioned werewolf, I
1: guess we'd call it. Classic werewolf. Classic werewolf. Hollywood yeah. classic werewolf. Yeah.
0: Basically, looks like one of those guys from the sideshow who has too much hair on his face. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it has the shot of the moon and the clouds part real fast, like you've never seen clouds move in your life. And it's like, oh no, the moon is full. And then it's a shot of usually cut <laughs> cuts away because I think in the Wolfman, because we talked about this on the podcast way back when. Go check that out. Lon Chaney Jr. Mm -hmm. right plays the Wolfman. Yep, but we never actually see him fully transform. No, you do see him as the Wolfman, and you see him as a human. But they show like his hairy foot. They show like a a paw. You Mm -hmm. know, they allude to it, and then we get the full shot, like in the third act, and he's like, "I am a giant Wolfman." And for you know, for the time, it's great because when we watched it, it held up. I enjoyed it.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, this is a classic Universal monster movie. With Lon Chaney Jr. in it, and it's got the evil curse, it's got gypsies, Claude Rains is in it, Bella Lugosian Lugosi in it, is yes. playing a gypsy, <laughs> and it's classic. It's just it established what we think of the Wolfman up until 1981, probably, I would say, but like even... Wasn't the son on the monsters he was supposed to be a wolf kid, right? Eddie? Yeah, Eddie Munster. Yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be a wolf kid.
1: And he's got the classic wolf man look, yeah, like you're what, saying. That's what I'm saying. With the circus, like the hairs around the eyes. Yeah. Like the National Enquirer used to do, like they used to do yeah. the little dog boys or whatever. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the monsters, I was always like, it's like, so a Frankenstein monster and a vampirist have a kid. It's a werewolf.
1: Because uh, Hollywood. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. There's, hey, uh, I'm looking at you, the Underworld series. You kind of did weird storylines, even it was two different, totally different properties. I guess if you put monsters together, you get weird monsters out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: but uh, 1941's Wolfman was basically the modern era's version of the Stump trial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but much less scary and weird and twisted. Because <laughs> it was just a movie.
1: Yes. But still authentic, because it was a gypsy curse, you know. Uh, He didn't end up dying at the end. He wasn't able to control the animal inside, Mm -hmm. and he killed a bunch of people. Yeah. It wasn't a good guy monster. He was a monster monster.
0: And it spawned sequels. The Wolfman shows up and other things uh, all over. that Universal monsters, they used them all over the place. You get the – and from the Universal monster stuff, we get the classic – Lock me in this room, chain me up. Yeah, yeah. You know, all that kind of, uh,
1: there's a beast inside me and I can't control it. Get away from me. Something's happening. Speaking of the transformation, and since we didn't get it in The Wolfman, is there one for you? Like when you think of werewolf, is there a visual transformation memory that you have?
0: Well, I mean, there's the most iconic one, which we
1: can get to now, which is pretty much
0: thought of as the werewolf movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's the one you thought was the one I was talking about already, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was, You confused me because that's where my brain immediately goes. Yes, not werewolf in London, American werewolf in London.
1: Wait, Warren Zevon werewolves in London? No, <laughs> American werewolf in London.
0: Okay. So,
1: no, yeah, Rick Baker, man.
0: Yeah, this movie came out in 1981. And, I mean, the transformation scenes are famous. Rick Baker, yeah, you, as you said, the uh, I guess we call him a prop guy, special effects guy. But he was more of a prop guy back then because that stuff was practical.
1: Yeah, yeah. He he, he was kind of like our buddy Evil Ted, that yeah. we're, you know, like our friend Evil Ted in that he seemed like the type of dude where directors or somebody would come to him and be like, hey, I need to do this for a scene. And Rick Baker be like, yeah, we can make that happen.
0: And they did the thing where they pulled the hair in and then reversed it, right? Yes. So they had these prosthetics of the arm and they had like the wolf hairs
1: and then they pulled the wolf hairs in. And then reverse and the it so it looks
0: like the wolf hairs
1: are coming out. It's growing real fast because yeah. it's an immediate transformation. But you also get to see pretty much the entire transformation. Yep. Like it's distorted limbs and stretching mm-hmm. skin, yeah. all practical. Yeah. Uh, you can hear it. The sound yeah. design is great. Ugh. And then it turns into that scary wolf. Is it Joe Rogan that has the big statue yeah, of it? Yeah, he does. That's hilarious. Yeah. I always see the meme. Somebody put their golden retriever next to that wolf. and it, uh, uh, Yeah, that yeah. wolf. So uh, that's what I think of when I think of transformation. It's always that scene. It's so good.
0: That was really the American Wolf in London came in 1981. And that was really the changing point of this is where we went from the classic wolfman man. The Lon Chaney Jr. Wolfman to the modern era, I'd call it the backwards leg <laughs> Wolfman. Yeah, yeah, you that know, makes sense. The ones that look more like a true cross between a wolf and a human. Yes, not just an upright dude that's extra hairy. Yeah, and longer in the tooth. So I want to pause this to you the the early Wolfman, the classic Wolfman. Yes, and I don't know if all Wolfman stories are this, but there's always been i know in some of the classic wolfman stuff there's been so many different movies that have classic wolfman in it but there seems to kind of be an allegory between like the wolfman and going through puberty as a male i can see that where it's like you suddenly have these feelings that you can't control yep you get hairier you know (laughs) that's true you know it's like certain times you just.
1: Yeah, just chain me up. Your voice changes. Your yeah, body changes. Right. Yes. Your your instincts change. Right. Your Your hormones and your yes. senses change. Yes. You're becoming more aware of certain yes. things. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's an, it's an interesting, it's just puberty. And we get into that with stuff like Teen Wolf and things like that. <laughs> but before we talk about Teen Wolf, before we talk about how it's kind of interesting because it went from like 1941, that Wolfman movie scared people. We watch it now and it's more fun yes. than anything else. Mm-hmm. And then they started running around with Abbott and Costello and stuff, the Universal Monsters, so it started getting silly again. And then, of course, we get the kid and the monster, so it got to a point where it was silly. American Werewolf comes around, and it's like they bring it back to horror, bring it back to scary. Yep. And then we kind of go towards this kind of modern mix between it can be silly sometimes, it can be
1: scary sometimes. and That's true, yeah, yeah. So it, the
0: creators had more freedom with what they could do with werewolves
1: and they start giving reasons for like where like the whole puberty angle you can argue that or just the whole like sort of trauma attack rage anger issue they start adding that into the lore rather than just being like you've been cursed you know which is cool because it's mysterious but now they're actually putting some sort of visceral psychology behind it and that's pretty neat was team wolf really because of puberty though is it that's mentioned it, in there? Yeah, yeah. It's that's, the whole reason, right? That's when it comes on. Because his dad's like, hey. His dad's a werewolf, too. Okay, though. yeah.
0: They're a werewolf family. They made a cartoon too. Did you you know that? Uh, I maybe have seen clips, yeah, but they made a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> Teen a- Wolf was right in my wheelhouse.
1: Michael J. Fox, it's the best. Yeah. He's riding on top of the van, he's yeah. kicking butt on the basketball team. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel like the first time we've mentioned Teen Wolf on the podcast, no, of but course I'm not. happy to always mention it.
0: There there was an animated series and then also then there was Teen Wolf 2. Yes. T-O-O, <laughs> T O O not the number 2. Yep. Jason those, Bateman. Yep, Jason Bateman.
1: Yeah. Okay. Was was the wolf in that one. So, yeah. <laughs> but I see I think I have to give I have to turn my nose up at it cuz he can transform at will, right? It's not a full moon thing for Teen Wolf.
0: Yeah, no, he can just have the wolf come out. And he plays really good basketball.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they did set it up. It's a family thing, and it's, it's not so trying silly. to be authentic. But
0: I know, but it's so silly. It's the silliest thing. We ran across it on TV the other day and stopped down for it. And it was just like, my kids were like, what is this? <laughs> it's a teen fantasy. You know, you get these superpowers, and then you can do awesome things. And, and it was like right out in the open, too, you know, which was the funny thing about it. It was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, he gets accepted by society. He's yeah. like,
1: yeah, our star player's a werewolf, but he's also really good. <laughs> and he, Did you see him do that backflip? Yeah. The way he shotguns a beer? He's my best friend.
0: <laughs> so silly. Such so such a change from American werewolf in London where the crazy werewolf is scaring the pants off everyone, tearing around London.
1: There you go. Well, then
0: I'll posit this to
1: you because uh, do you know the movie Ginger Snaps? Ginger Snaps, Yes. I've never heard of Ginger Snaps. It's spelled exactly like the cookie, but separated into two words. Hmm. Uh, To imply, as a horror movie does, usually it has some sort of innuendo or pun in the title, is that uh, there's a character named Ginger, and she snaps when she becomes a werewolf. Ah. But she becomes a werewolf around puberty, so it is like a teen wolf, but this goes more authentic. Like, she can't control it, it becomes a curse, and it's a Canadian, like, I would say B tier horror movie, hmm. but one of those like more people should have seen it because it's awesome. So ginger snaps if you want the puberty werewolf theme, but not the teen wolf silliness. So <laughs> you can balance it out.
0: <laughs> so for you, well, I think we're both in agreement. Yes. That the, Thanks, Fred Durst. <laughs> the American werewolf in London is a eight slice pizza werewolf movie. Yes. Just just for the transformations alone.
1: Mainly for the transformation, because I remember going back to it, and like a handful of good horror movies do, there's draggy parts to it. You know, like the gore and the shock of some of the older horror movies is what you're there for, but they spaced it out, because, you know, they did slower movies back in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. So that holds it back a little bit, but that transformation, you can just watch that and be like, (laughs) I enjoy it.
0: So what do you think the coolest transformation you've ever
1: seen? Is that it? Uh, It'd be that one. Uh, They tried... It got close, but they, when they redid the Wolfman, uh, the one with Lon Chaney that we were just talking mm-hmm. about, they redid that with Benicio del Toro right. mm-hmm. in like 2010. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins is in it, uh, but they did the, the, the transformation of Benicio del Toro looks great. Yeah, because they obviously took what Rick Baker did and tried to improve upon it because mm. he set the standard. Yeah, but they relied too much on CGI. Oh uh, yeah, and you can tell, and it's mm. like expertly designed. The CGI looks great. But it's CGI. And, Mm. you know, when it comes to CGI versus practical, I choose practical every time. 100%. I I mean,
0: I think they're getting there. I think they're figuring that out, a lot of these creators. And I think that you can use CGI to enhance practical. Yes. And I think... They've been sneakily doing that and we haven't been noticing. Yeah. And that's the way to go, I think.
1: Yeah. Use the CGI to hide the wires and add more smoke and mirror. Yeah. But, you know, have a basis in reality.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Do you remember that weird Jack Nicholson (laughs) werewolf movie?
1: (laughs) We can talk about bad transformations now because, yeah, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jack Nicholson. (laughs) It was like plagued with production issues if I remember it didn't pre- like it performed well because it's so many names in that movie what like was it called just Wolf oh that's right yeah like I mean they didn't even try hard on the title but they they try and make like Wolfman into a like more like Dracula where it's very yeah. sensual very like I
0: remember it being really weird
1: yeah it's a a soap opera drama that happens to feature a werewolf more than it is a werewolf movie it's just Jack Nicholson being. Who you would imagine Jack Nicholson would be if they said, "Hey, act like a wolf." He's like, "All right, hey, <laughs> ladies, like it's that, kind of, and it's just that creepy for the entire movie." Um, the only transformation that he has is his eyes turn yellow. Like I think his teeth grow. No, oh, they try. Yeah. I guess they tried to go back to the Lon Chaney roots, but missed the mark entirely.
0: <laughs> so you talked about Ginger Snaps. Is there anything else that that's sneakily
1: oh. good, underrated, Ooh, werewolf, well-known werewolf recommendations? I can do it. Uh, Or your favorite favorite werewolves? My favorite werewolf movie. But we can do both. Let's do favorite werewolves. Okay. And then we'll go favorite werewolf movies because mine aren't exactly the same. Oh, okay. But my favorite werewolf, I'll go first on this, is like I was saying, I I mentioned Buffy the Vampire Slayer show Mm -hmm. earlier. And Seth Green, not only is is he a cool person, but he's a great werewolf named Oz. Oh, yeah. He was a werewolf in that, wasn't he? You kind of forget because he, they, he's almost a bit character. They bring him in and yeah. they make him leave for you know story reasons. He's like, oh, I gotta go deliver this. Two states over, I'll be back in six episodes. He had like
0: a van, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that was it. Yeah, his band was playing too, so he was on the road yeah, when yeah. he needed to be. Yeah. But like Buffy did such a cool job with magic and that whole aspect of the show, uh, they did justice to werewolf. Like it was a curse. He was bitten by a werewolf mm-hmm. and he was afflicted, and it happened on the full moon. And they had to like build a cage for him. But I like Seth's version of it because it's kind of like, you know, it was a stand in for like me, you know, because we, same height, obviously, five foot nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, like I would totally be that character in a band, you know, traveling the road. And then he's like cursed with a werewolf. And you're like, oh, I totally believe it. Like, oh, I feel so bad for you, Seth Green. It does seem like a curse. And I wish I could fix you, just like all the other characters in the uh-huh. Scooby Squad are trying to do. But. He just It's a really good job. I think they only show him transform like twice, maybe. Yeah. Nothing really to write home about. It's suitable for the show. The show's kind of wonky on some of its graphics. Mm-hmm. But just the justice they did the character as like a teenage werewolf. It could have been Teen Wolf, but they made it a, a little bit uh, real, I guess. Mm-hmm. But what about you, favorite werewolf?
0: My favorite werewolf are a group of werewolves. Ooh. And it's something that you apparently turn your nose up at, so... <laughs> You're gonna have to fight me, but I like the werewolves that are in the White Wolf Publishing werewolf lore. White Wolf Publishing is yeah makes the role playing games. They make a role playing game called Werewolf. Yep. and it's a spin off of Vampire: The Masquerade. Vampire: The Masquerade. That's why is, I know that name. Which was huge, and
1: is that what, under the World of Darkness umbrella? Or yeah, is that's that's, un- something? that's okay. under
0: their World of Darkness umbrella. So the lore in that is really cool to me. In that they made werewolves actually good guys. Oh, cool! And basically, the humans on Earth are sheep, and werewolves are sheep dogs,
1: <laughs> and
0: vampires are the predators trying to get the sheep.
1: Gotcha. So so the,
0: vampires are technically the wolves. Yes. So it's I like that. It's werewolves versus vampires
1: because I guess it's always it's always I know werewolves versus vampires.
0: I don't know where that came from. I don't know if it came from this. I don't know if Underworld was first. Maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know who was first. I mean, we were playing Werewolf back in the early '90s, and those movies seem concurrent almost. That's true. So you,
1: you were. T- I mean, they were doing Witch Trials and Werewolf Trials at the same time. But so, I don't know if they were doing vampires. No, so, I don't know. That's cr- I, Hey, maybe that's the first. I believe it. But now it's always a thing. Like, but basically,
0: it's it's really cool to me, and there's various things I like about it. They're the ones that I was talking about. They have five forms you can be in oh yeah yeah you can be a human you can be a wolf you can be the in-between thing that looks like american werewolf in london mm-hmm. the wolf back-legged scary thing mm-hmm. um in between that and the human you can be something that looks like the wolf man oh, okay and in between the middle one and the regular wolf you can be a big giant like dire wolf from like game uh, of thrones gotcha yeah.
1: It's like a slider of yeah. how much how much man, how much but werewolf. But they worked all the lore
0: into it. So there that's is awesome. actually a phase that looks just like the wolf man. Ah, okay. That you can walk around as for, I don't know why, you'd want to do it. But it's really cool, and just like the vampire has the masquerade, the werewolves have this thing called the veil, and basically if a human sees a werewolf in its werewolf form, oh, that's why there's that, that, the other two forms, because if a human sees a werewolf in that middle werewolf form, yes, It's kind of like a Call of Cthulhu thing. They can't believe they're seeing it, so they don't. Ah. So their brain goes... Doesn't even process it. Doesn't process it. So what happens is that when werewolves and vampires fight each other, and like it will come across the news as something else horrible happened because no one can believe it. So the one thing I like about this world is that humans aren't as bad as humans are in our world. Uh, Okay. For example... Here's an example. (laughs) So say there's a vampire and they're like in a McDonald's and a werewolf confronts the vampire in McDonald's and they have a huge fight in the McDonald's. Yes. And it's blood and gore and it's horrible. They're going at it. Everyone in the McDonald's is going to agree that someone came in with a gun and started shooting the McDonald's up.
1: Just because that's the only way collectively their brain knows how to. And
0: even when people look at security footage, they're going to see a guy with a gun shooting the McDonald's up.
1: That's a great narrative hook one, but I like that's a great but concept. But yeah, that yeah. also
0: means that there are no people who go and shoot McDonald's up in that world.
1: So they're saying every incident of like a headline involving a evil human is actually just the Vamp- vampires of versus of
0: a vampire, either all serial killers or vampires usually. Things like horrible mass events. Yes. Or vampires and warbles squaring off.
1: That's great. I can get behind So that awesome. means that
0: humans literally are sheep. They're peaceful, little who just go around doing their stuff isn't that great though but does that mean
1: werewolves are also shearing us
0: well you know there's all kinds of different tribes and everything and it's all based on gaia and harks back to like native american stuff and i told you that shaman story so anyway those are my favorite werewolves
1: hey no that's great though uh so the five stages you're talking about though is that voluntary like they can choose like hey i'm going wolf two today
0: I th- Cause see it's like magic. I'd based, have to right? the the lore is very deep. Okay. But I think there is a yes and a no because the thing that I love about role playing nerds is just like how they mixed both the wolfman look and the american wolf in london look yeah, yeah. and the stories of giant wolves yeah. into it. They mixed in you can get like your powers can be uncontrollable.
1: That that makes sense. See and, what I'm saying? And being a, a tabletop being an RPG game like they still have mechanics of game to right. think about. So there's a balance to like you can't do this too many times, otherwise there's a cost of some yeah, sort.
0: It's almost like a disease of the wolf or something, you know what I mean? I can get by like he it. can't control himself. You know what I mean? And then that becomes a problem too, because then you really do start tearing stuff up. I like it. And then you're dealing with Gaia and then the worm. It's basically like the earth and the devil and the it's all crazy. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's a cool lore.
1: Okay. I like it. So that's uh, Werewolf the Game, that's pen and paper, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. What's the movie Werewolf for you
0: though? That isn't American Werewolf in London? Well, it could be. Well, no, cuz we already talked about that. <laughs> no, I'll give you I'll give you one. I got one for you that isn't American Werewolf in London. Okay. It came out the same year. Oh, nice. And is often considered like kind of the stepchild <laughs> because it got overshadowed by American Werewolf in London, but I think it's a good movie in its own right. It spawned tons of sequels that are all terrible. But this first one is good. It's The Howling. Have you seen The Howling? Yes, yes, yes. The thing I like about The Howling is American War for London is a really good horror movie in that it's well thought out. It's supposed to be scary and it's it's more arty, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Howling is kind of a classic 80s horror movie. Yeah. It's got camp in it. It's got humor in it. It's got way too much hanky-panky in it. But it fits right in with the Friday the 13th and the Nightmare on Elm Streets and just that Yes. Just how, uh, when you think of an 80s horror movie, The Howling fits into an 80s horror movie.
1: Yeah, if 80s music was sex, drugs, and rock and roll, then uh, 80s horror movies were sex, blood, and rock and roll. Exactly, (laughs)
0: 100%. And that's what The Howling is. And it was one of the earliest ones I ever saw. I remember
1: that cover, at blockbuster video. (laughs) Like, it's got the tears through it and the woman, that iconic cover.
0: And I think it's great. Some people might not think so, but (laughs) I don't know if you can... If you're comparing it to the rest of the howling movies, it's like one of the greatest movies ever. Cuz did because they make like 6 there's like yeah, there's 6 sequels to it oh and they they get progressively more or less terrible as you go along.
1: Have you made it through the whole series? I've only I think I've only seen one. Did
0: you ever see the Australian one where it has where <laughs> marsupials? <laughs> no, but yeah. I'm on board. It's we might need to do a bad horror movie night and I've go seen- through some of these howlings because some of them are flat terrible.
1: It sounds like drop bears. I'm I'm totally down.
0: No, it was one of those things where you're of an age where you can finally rent these movies. Yes. I'm old. It's back when you went to the rental store. And I think my rental store, you could get it when you were 16, even just because the guy didn't care because he was like some college kid and he could give a crap. And it wasn't Blockbuster. It was like a family run place. So, I mean, I remember going in there and getting stuff I shouldn't have been getting. But, you know, you watch the first Howling and you're like, oh, that was pretty awesome. And you're like, oh, there's another one. Let me get that. And you're like, oh. Well, maybe the other, maybe three is good. Yeah. Oh, oh, maybe four, you know. But the interesting thing is, is that they're doing it again. So,
1: Wait, they're making another one?
0: For Netflix.
1: Oh, nice. Way Um, to go, Netflix.
0: Andy Muschietti is set to direct. I don't know if you know that name. I don't. But the original Howling was done by Joe Dante. Joe
1: Dante of Gremlins. Gremlins. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: he didn't do any of the other ones, which is probably why they're terrible why oh, the first one's great yeah he did yeah.
1: piranha yeah joe dante's legit yeah i didn't realize he did the howling that's crazy yeah you might go back and take a look at that
0: what about you what's your werewolf
1: movie that is isn't american Werewolf in london i thought of two. Oh, um, nice because
0: you were the blockbuster kid
1: yeah uh, but, but I, that's what i had to do for my job yeah. so people are like hey what should i watch be like what are you in the mood for people are like werewolf so i'm like all right here's three you can choose from yeah. giving you two would make it a little bit easier uh, one is based more on the French uh, loop guru that I was talking about earlier, uh, more the classic man where it is a creature, a monster terrorizing the countryside, and it's killing sheep and villagers, kind of like our, our stump character, you know? But the movie's called Brotherhood of the Wolf. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, it's a French movie, so you do have to read it, but it's a horror movie, so you don't have to read too much of it. But it's got uh, Mark Dacascus in it that mm-hmm. we were talking about with Only the Strong, who's married to your... Uh, yeah, Julie Condra, Yeah, from yeah. Wonder Years. Uh-huh. Uh, he's in it uh, as like this... Martial arts specialist, but he's also part of the French Legion because it's a period piece as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a period piece. It's got kung fu, gunfighting, uh-huh. werewolves. Uh-huh. It's crazy. It's like Assassin's Creed werewolf. <laughs> it really is. Um, the story is super twisted. Uh, it does it plays with the lore. It's not authentic to werewolf legend that we like uh, went deep into today, but it is worth your time and along the lines of werewolves. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go classic werewolves in a pack horror movie because there, there are a couple of those. But for me, that one's uh, Dog Soldiers.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, I, know. I figured you'd seen it because you had the military in there. Yeah. Dog Soldiers is great because it follows this uh, team of British soldiers. They're sent on a mission. And spoiler alert, werewolves get involved somehow. I won't ruin it, yeah. but it's done by Neil Marshall, who did one of my favorite movies, Full Stop, called The Descent. So it was his first movie. It's about werewolves. The wolves look great. The gore is great. It's just good good horror movie time. Not your classic Wolfman. This is a pack of werewolves, which is a modern thing. I don't know if I'm totally in, on board with it yet, but yeah. that's it. <laughs> I won't go too deep on uh-huh. that right now.
0: So, yeah, man, th- those, are, those are good recommendations. I like both those movies as well. Yes. Now before we go, we got to give some shout out some. Well, not only can we look forward to the future howling that's going to be on Netflix, apparently. I'm checking it out for um, sure. But also, we get to look forward to werewolves.
1: Oh, we are wolves. We yeah. are wolves. <laughs> that's Taiko Waititi. That's what we do in the shadows.
0: Yes. I don't know if you remember seeing. There's an episode of What We Do in the Shadows where they come across some werewolves.
1: Yep, that's the movie. I think.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of like I thought that part was really funny. I guess they wanted
1: he wanted to spin it off. It It's in development. Uh, I think I may have mentioned it on an alerts, So keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Absolutely. That's something I'm going to tune in for because a new season of what we do in the shadow just started and I'm loving it. Yeah. And we want to give a
0: shout out to some of the stuff in our notes here. You know, just in case people are like, why aren't you talking about this? Yeah, we know there's werewolves in Underworld. <laughs> but we want to talk about Wife Wolf a little more because it's kind of a more cool to me. Yeah. Vampire versus werewolves thing. Harry Potter has a werewolf in
1: it, Remus Lupin. <laughs> the stupidest name ever. I, I love you, Remus, but they named him essentially Wolf Wolf. <laughs> His name is Wolf Wolf. <laughs> like, hey, is that guy a werewolf? <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, look at that! Uh, Wolf Wolf turned out to be a werewolf. Oh my! Go gosh. figure.
0: Oh man, and that was the that, but that did use the lore of you get bit by a werewolf, you get lycanthropy as a disease. That's it, and it was a curse, and he couldn't control it. Yeah, and. <laughs> Twilight has werewolves. I see that in the notes. Yes, we know.
1: Twilight's terrible. But hey, they get points for following the Native American tribe. They did a yes. Skinwalkers vibe. But yeah. not, not real werewolves because they can control it. Boo, thumbs down. Oh, see, you know what?
0: <laughs> I like that fine. But there, yeah, there has to be something. But see, I think, the, I think White Wolf gets away with it because it's for a purpose.
1: And and like you're saying, we didn't pull the specific, but there's probably some cost or ba- game balance to it. There is definitely cost yeah. and game
0: balance to it.
1: But Twilight's just like, I want to be a wolf now. Pfft, there go my clothes? It's like, good job. What's bad about that? Now you're just awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is like in the white wolf thing, I'm gonna I'm arguing for this. Let's do. In it. the white wolf thing, they have a job. Gotcha. It's not just the I, the curse is having to deal with vampires. Oh yeah. In a lot of ways, I got gotcha. you. Uh, Because have you ever dealt with the vampire masquerade vampires? Have you ever done any LARPing with them? Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) They're annoying and needy, Uh, right? Yeah, vampires. So dramatic. So theatrical. I know,
0: right? Oh, I'm so goth. Uh, I just want to wolf out and tear their head off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That shaman was correct. It's happening now. You're transforming. (laughs) Cue Michael Jackson's thriller.
0: (laughs) Oh, man, this was a ton of fun. We guys hope you had fun listening to us chat about werewolves. Spooky season is getting me excited for it. Very spooky. So next week we'll be back with another monster of the week. So you tune in and hear what that's going to be. We want to know what you guys love about werewolves. What's your favorite werewolf movie? Mm -hmm. Who's your favorite werewolf? Is Remus Lupin a dumb name? (laughs) Is he your favorite? How dare we? Did you really like the hunky werewolves in Twilight? We want to know:
1: Are you Team Jacob? Yes. Yes. Oh, how do you even know? Uh, oh no. Know.
0: Okay. There are some things you can't help. Oh jeez. So, let <laughs> us know. You can Hit us up on our social medias: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Assuming Pod. Uh, we also want you to send us letters. You can send it via electronic mail: AssumingPositions at Gmail dot com. Uh, Mikey. I ask you every week, how do you want the letter formatted that they send to us?
1: Uh, in an email. But also, if you're feeling feisty, go to a hilltop, try and get close to the full moon when you can, and just howl your opinion <laughs> to the skies. <laughs> and we, we'll, we'll hear it. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, just mean? howl it out. Be a werewolf. Let, let uh, your inner beast out. But then uh, email just to you know, follow up. Make sure, Double check. Make sure it's safe. So, yes, head to the top of a mountain <laughs> and howl your love for,
0: what is it, Jacob? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, or
1: howl your love for Ginger Snaps, if you've seen
0: that, too. Oh, yeah. We also <laughs> want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing not Scott Productions for Equipment, Jazz R for Music. We hope you guys have a super spooky week. Watch out for the full moon. Chain me down, Mikey. Oh, I no, can't. It's... The full moon is coming. He's you
1: transforming. Have lock, lock me into the room. <laughs> Uh-huh.